Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Welcome to your first day here on Periscope. Glad you're here. Cool. 
Okay, so that was uh, Point of Grace's song. It's a hit. You know, it's a long song. It's a, it's a song called Point of Grace. It's, the song is called How You Live by Point of Grace. And I was thinking about it. You know, I've been playing a lot of uh, Mandisa and Jamie Grace lately. Um, but I was thinking about it because uh, I play pickleball with Point of Grace. <laughs> and, and it, well, well, one of the lead singers anyway. And that was Lee. The one singing this, I actually play pickleball with. So Lee Caponelli, is that how you say her name? I don't know. Anyway, her husband, Dana, uh, told me that I could play all their music whenever I want. And I thought the words to this song in particular uh, really actually kind of do fit with what's going on in the news today because how you live really matters, just so you know. And, um, you know, and, and this show here, just so you know, if you're coming in for the first time and you're hoping to troll me or say, oh, my gosh, blah, blah, and blah, 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 just so you know. Or anything um, like that. <laughs> Yeah. How there, um... dare you try to put blah 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 into the chat room, people? Just yeah. saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, this show, I ain't gonna like focus on all the death and destruction, but I'm gonna talk a little bit about the headlines of the day. But I want to give you hope, man. That's what I'm about. I'm about giving you hope, not because I'm like a hope dealer per se, but because I'm about the gospel, and the gospel is good news. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, Melanie. You're totally tempted to put blah blah blah, aren't you? Huh? Anyway. <laughs> And uh, anyway, first thing I want to tell you is that thank you for coming in. I know we're on an hour after our normal time. And the reason why is because Charter, AT&T, their internet was down like overnight. And um, and I had a guest scheduled for this morning and or for our show today. We were going to talk about the Victor movie. But, um, but I canceled it because I couldn't. I didn't know if our internet was going to be back up by the time our show came on. So here's the truth. I played pickleball longer, ouch, because I didn't know how long my internet was going to be down. <laughs> so I figured, you know, hey, you know what? I'm not coming home at my normal time. So I played pickleball longer. And to my joy and delight, when I came home, it was up. But, but I had already canceled our interview because they felt better. They, they felt that that would be better to do. So <clears throat> came home to find out about the news, what was going on when I hit the Drudge Report, and I saw that big headline and read that that um, that somebody in our government had been shot uh, by somebody, um, and I thought, okay. And then, of course, some other stuff has happened since then, and and everything. So, you know, as Christians, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And you know what? Hopefully you realize how powerful that is. You know, who was it? Was it, I can't remember if it was on yesterday's show or not, but somebody said that you either light up the room when you come in or when you leave. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? No. Who was that? I heard that. Somebody said that. I can't remember. But uh, anyway. West. Was that West? That. West said that yeah, yesterday. But he's not, though. He didn't originate that. No, I, I know. I know. But anyway. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at our verse of the day. I'm going to tell you about some great new uh, specials from Ariel Ministries. And uh, first, I'll say hi to those of you I can see. So I see Summer, who just jumped out, and Vicki. Hi, Vicki is a pillar of the community. Mia, she's there. She's a pillar of the community. Melanie, she's a pillar of the community and our number one super fan, by the way. Of course, Mia and Vicki are also super fans, I think. And Summer is back. And I also see, let's see here, who, uh, brown hair girl, sorry, don't, I don't remember your name. I guess I don't see you enough to remember your name. No offense. Bygones. Okay. Just so you know. Anyway, I know there's others of you in here too. Let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. Greg, Greg, Chris, Chris, Christian. Oh, Christian. Okay. Joel is in here. Jonathan is in here. Sid is there. BTJ, you're in here. So thank you guys for coming in, ladies and gentlemen. Just thank you for coming in. Richard Hurt, thank you for coming in. KRLG 520 thank you for coming in. Easy for you to say. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Calla Daisy, thank you for coming in. Nice to see you. All right. Well, anyway, thank you all for coming in. Um, I know it's more fun when I look at the camera because then it's like I'm talking to you directly because I am actually, you know, but I have to look down here still. Because I forgot Mia to put this thing up and get it all set up. Anyway, Dorothy, nice to see you too. Um, so 
so yeah, thanks for coming in, you know. All right, so let's look at our verse of the day. Our evangelism verse of the day is from Matthew chapter 5. And um, this is what it said. And you're going to be amazed at this verse. Okay, this is what it says. It says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment, right? But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Yeah. So what's that got to do with the news of the day, huh? Well, let's see. We had a guy who tried to murder some people. In fact, uh, yeah, not a good thing. But, but you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, the murder actually begins in your heart. And it's really, you know, life is all about the condition of your heart. And I don't mean if you're doing cardio or not. It's, 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 in, you know, in fact, my friend Jennifer and I, we were talking earlier today because we talk every day, like a lot. <laughs> and she asked me actually a very profound question. And I want to, I want to share the question with you and then I'll share you, I'll share with you the answer because it really ties into what we're talking about. And I know the politicians and all those people out there on TV, on the regular TV, they're talking about gun control, Right. And this isn't really the issue. The, 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 the mainstream media, their goal, right, is to disarm us. Let's just say it. They want you to not have a gun. They don't want you to have a Bible. They don't want you to have God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're, you know, the whole role of the media is to get you to for, forget who God is, to give over your, your guns because they don't want you to be able to defend yourself, Right. And that, and they don't want you. What, what was the other thing? Guns, God, and money. Wait, what did I just say, people? You got to help me out here. Are you paying attention, Randall? Huh? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Okay. Anyway, so the mainstream media—they—they're—they're they're all about gun control. Gun control. That's not what God's about, right? Guns, Bible, and God. Yeah. Okay. That's what. I, <laughs> you get a gold star. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Oh, that's funny. Hi, Steve. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the mainstream media, they, they're they taking this whole tragedy and the, the punt, the, um, pun, they're not pontiffs. That's, that's the Pope. Pontificating. Yes, the pontificators. Yes, right there. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, they want you to focus on the gun, right? Because they're like, oh, it's the gun that did it. You know, hey. Pundits, that's the right word, Vicky. Thank you. You guys, can't you tell I'm perimenopausal? <laughs> True story, hashtag. Okay, anyway, so the pundits, they want you to focus on the gun. Uh, they want, I mean, you know, I could kill you with a pen, right? Okay, well, should we be, like, have pen control? You know, I could kill you with a pencil. Should we have pencil control? Um, I could kill you in a quarter of a, of a cup of water. You know, I could drown you. <laughs> Do we have water control? <laughs> no. I could kill you so many different ways. I mean, I have a, a little credit card thing that's actually a knife that looks like a credit card. I could carry it and go and kill you that way if I wanted to. I mean, seriously. So the, the liberal media, they want you to focus on the gun because the gun, the smoking gun, you know, I mean, the gun is the culprit. But that's not reality. The reality is, is it's the heart, Right. Yeah, cars, trucks, and a fork. The reality is it's the heart of man. And so my friend Jennifer, she asked me this question. She said, do you ever sin and not feel guilty for it? And, and, and I, I responded. I said, yeah, actually, there are times that, that I have. I mean, as I've grown, grown up in the, in the Lord, gotten older, more mature, hopefully, you know, I'm more sensitive to the quickening of the Holy Spirit and, and my conscience and the Lord saying, Hey, you probably, you probably shouldn't do that. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. And then of course, you know, you feel horrible afterwards, but here's the thing. It's the hardening of the heart. That is the issue. And it's, let's talk about this from two different perspectives. There's the hardness of sin for the unbeliever is that they don't even know the Lord, right? 
And I can't judge the unbeliever because I'm not one. I'm not going to judge them because they're walking in the darkness. They're blind people walking all over in the dark, doing horrible, rotten things because they haven't received Christ yet. On the other hand, if you are a Christian, you've got to be really super careful about how you judge other believers, first of all, because that's what that verse was about, judging other believers. And also, you've got to be super careful about your own heart, right? As a converted person, God has removed my heart of stone and given me a heart of flesh. And, you know, in the Old Testament, it's very interesting because when the law was given and Moses was given the ability to give a certificate of divorce, the reason he was given that ability and that okayness was simply because of the hardness of heart of the couple, right? And granted, there, let's not even get into the whole debate. I'm a marriage counselor by training. You guys know that. But, you know, there, there are biblical reasons for divorce, adultery and abuse, that type of thing. But for the most part, most people get divorced because, frankly, irreconcilable differences, a.k.a. hardness of heart, right? So if if you are walking in a state where your heart is hard and you're not, you're not, um, uh, you know, sensitive enough to realize, oh my gosh, when I commit this sin, uh, when I tell this white little lie or when I swear and it doesn't bug me or I act out with pornography or whatever. And you know, you're not feeling remorseful. Good, good word, Summer. <laughs> then that hardness of heart, then you go, oh my gosh, my heart has been hard. I mean, really, when was the last time you actually wept before the Lord and repented of your sin? Let's talk. Let's be honest. I haven't in quite some time. And I don't, I feel bad about it. I, I'm, you know, up here, I know, oh, you know, but, but I remember when I heard a really good friend of mine and they were like completely undone and devastated by my words. I was like, oh my gosh, that made me feel like, you know, really horrible. And I remember thinking even at that time, man, I wish that. You know, I felt that way about my sin, and yet I don't, you know, right? So anyway, so this is very interesting in light of today's news because the media is going to try to turn the conversation all about gun control and politics and blah, 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 blah. And that's not what it's about. It's ultimately about changing the heart. And so the perspective I come from is, look, you know what, uh, a crazy Republican shot Gabby Giffords a couple years back, six years ago, you know, and a crazy Bernie Sanders supporter shot this guy today, a Republican, right? Let's just say it. They're, they're both crazy. They're all evil. You know, anybody who go, who sets out to go ahead and shoot somebody is not playing with a full deck. Let's just be honest. Let's just say it that way. They have a really super hard heart. And so, you know, I think that, um, uh, uh, yeah, Sandra, our show isn't about eating unhealthy today, but we could. We could talk about that at another time. <laughs> Not the headline of the day, though. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I think we need to really examine and examine our heart, you know, and go, you know what? Okay, how am I going to be sensitive to my neighbor? And how am I going to use what the neighbor's talking about on the media that's trying to convince me at one point, trying to tell me, you know what, this is what it's all about. It's about this over here, when in reality, it's not. And if we were obeying the number first commandment, the number one commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength, then the number two commandment would be super easy, don't you think? To love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, going to do this and block her because I just think it's inappropriate, this conversation going on, because that's not what this is about. And I don't have the patience right now to talk about it. All right. So, um, yeah. So, Randall, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? Because, you know, I can play the audio of Trump's speech well, and I can do this other thing, but it's, that's not what it's about. Exactly. And that was, in fact, the point of Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus. The Sermon on the Mount, you have heard it said, and he quotes, of course, from the law given to Moses, the Ten Commandments even. You've heard it said, you shall not commit murder. And he said, but I say to you, and all the way through the Sermon on the Mount, he was getting past the letter of the law and looking at the spirit of the law, um, you know, because the crowd he was speaking to were looking at outward things. You know, if I don't do this thing outwardly, then I'm, I'm good with God. I haven't broken this law. And similarly, um, 
we want to, or folks do, uh, you know, especially in political climates such as this, want to look at outward things. It's the gun. It's the it's it's the Bible. It's the it's you know it's this or that point to everything. But where the problem is is the human heart, the condition of the human heart, and and that's the purpose of the law given to Moses is to show us our sinfulness that we, that we're not righteous. There's none righteous, no, not one. You know, all we of sheep like all we like sheep have gone astray, each turned his own way, and that's the you know that's what the law is about. And just a little bit of a commentary on there. It talks about uh, he was angry at his brother without without a cause. And you think, well, I've got a, I got a reason to be angry because uh, the idea of the Greek word there is being weak. It might even say that, you know, it's a legal term. You know, if someone is terminated with cause or without cause, and, you know, it can be if they're terminated without cause and go to court and all that. You know, it's, it's a direct correlation, this, you know, a strong case that, um, you know, this, this behavior warrants this sort of reaction. You know, it's reasonable. It, it's, it's not just, oh, they tick me off or that bugs me or whatever. And that's, and that points out just how we are, that we have to have things our way. And often, more times than not, I think we're angry at people without without a cause we're angry because uh we are offended or i don't like that or whatever being angry at them is not justified it's, it's without cause it's nothing that they did specifically that's immoral or unlawful or you know fill in the blank it's just i don't like it and therefore i'm angry you know yeah and hi danielle nice to see you yeah, no, I mean, and that's and that's perfect. I mean, that's that's perfect. So speaking of the law, we should thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. I am super excited to share with you guys uh, a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is that um, any any uh, actually actually I have a note. I didn't even tell you about this, Randall, but that's okay. Oops. Ooh. You you got you can go to Ariel.org and you can save twenty percent on anything that you buy in the store right now. There's going to be a sale next month though, which I'm excited to. I'll tell, tell you about that later, later in the month. But I also want you to go to arielmagazine.org, arielmagazine.org. If you go there, the, the summer edition of their magazine is up online. You can go ahead and you can look at the PDF of it. Uh, that's right there online. And I encourage you to do so because there's a ton of great info in there. Uh, and, um, and it will give you actually more insight into how wor- the worldwide ministry of Ariel it's literally an international ministry, uh, and they have awesome, awesome stuff going on throughout the world. Um, and also, I want to tell you that they have a brand new um, product, and don't, don't put up the graphic yet. I want to show everybody what this is. Sure. Um, Dr. David L. Cooper, him and his wife are known as the Mr. and Mrs. Gideon. They, had, they have an amazing ministry, and um, Ariel is doing an amazing sale right now this is this is their seven part uh, messianic series of of books this is messianic series number one the god of israel i'm just going to show you these were printed in the 1930s so this is classic you know these are classic books right okay so there's this one there's the god of israel uh messiah his nature and person there is Messiah, his redemptive career. Messiah, his first coming scheduled. This is book four in this series right here. And then there's Messiah, his historical appearance, which is number book five. Messiah, his glorious uh, appearance eminent, which is book six right here. And Messiah, his final call to Israel, which is book seven right here. Okay. Now, what's really cool is that you can get all seven of these books, which this is how much it is. It doesn't take up a ton of space, but they, it's our couple of hundreds of pages there. You can get all seven of this. You can get this series for, uh, what's it, $32? $32. $32. But here's the best part, you guys. You can use our coupon code and save 20% on that. So 
you can get this Messianic series, this bundle of classic um, Bible teaching from Dr. Uh, David L. Cooper for, I think it's like 25 bucks and change when you use Bible coupon code, Bible News, and save 20%. And if I were you, I would do it because you're not going to get this deal. Uh, this, I mean, if you really want a history of Israel and, and these are good primers or primers, is the word primer or primer? I don't know. It depends if you're applying going to apply a paint or you're <laughs> reading introductory information. Anyway, the point is, okay, and here's the thing, okay? Unfortunately, Ariel's website isn't set up like super like obvious. So when you go to ariel.org, you have to go to the re- the resources tab at the top of the, the website and then go to the online store and then you'll see a little box that says new items. And click that box, and there's the page to get it. So you go to ariel.org, go to resources, drop it down, then it says online store. Click that, and it says new items. It's not on the front page like some of the other books are. Uh, If it was, I would just tell you click through on certain things there. Uh, Hopefully, they'll put it on the front page at some point, but right now it's not there. But it is there. They want to make sure that you're serious about obtaining this material. (laughs) Well, if you want, I can go ahead and I can put, I'll tweet out the link, the direct link after the show. That way, if you're interested, just go to my Bible News Radio account on Twitter. Um, And maybe I'll also put it on my Facebook page, too. That way you can see it if you're interested. Um, I was, I was shocked, actually, to tell you the truth, that it was that low. Oh, oh, another thing. And then here's some other books, but these are not on, I mean, they're still relatively inexpensive, like $5, seven bucks here and there. But they also have uh, the exposition of the book of Revelation, this one. And then he's... Also by Dr. Cooper. Yep. And then they got What Men Must Believe. This is another book on the gospel. And then there is... Wait, hold on. And what's cool about this, you guys, is these are like from the 30s, 1930s. These are printed in the 30s. The 70 Weeks of Daniel. And and then there's this one, Preparing for the Worldwide Revival. Um, and then Future Events Revealed and Exposition of All of It Discourse. Now, why this is so interesting and why me personally would be interested in this is because this was, these, these were written before Israel was reestablished as a nation in 1948. So looking at it from the historical perspective, uh, I, I think that's kind of cool, kind of interesting. Right, Bareface? Indeed. Yeah. So so we'll go ahead and, like I said, we'll tweet out the link. Um, and all of those other books are actually on the same page. You'll just have to scroll down all the way down to the thing, and then you can get it. So if you want to. And I also should tell you, the Prayerful Planner, you guys go to prayerfulplanner.com if you still want to get the planner that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the coupon code Bible News is still good through the end of this month. Um, and I, I think you save 15%. I think that's what it that's was. Correct. Yeah, on your Prayerful Planner right there. Yep. So there's still time to get that. Uh, that expires at the end of this month. So, yeah, and if you do, let me know so I know because that, be, that would mean a lot to me. All right. Okay, so let's go ahead and play the video from this is this is the video from Alex Jones his, his uh, company Infowars. And this is going to give you a little bit of a background on what happened today. I know a lot of you are watching mainstream media maybe and not alternative media like Alex Jones, but um he has here Dr. Jerome Corsi uh in this video. I don't know if he actually talked to him. I come to think I forgot. I don't even remember. <laughs> but anyway, Jerome has been a a guest on my show a gazillion times. And so whenever he's on, I, I love to hear, I love to watch him. So check it out. I can't hear anything. People used to say I was anti-police, anti-military. No, I was against the Clintons and the globalists organizing it to go after veterans and gun owners. We got the secret documents from good law enforcement. We exposed it. Infowars broke all that. That's why they hate us. We have put out more leaks to defend the Republic than any other group out there, other than Dr. Corsi and the work he did at WorldNet Daily and all the books he's written. And that's why we're teamed up here at InfoWars. And it's not about credit. 
You have to understand why the number one story in the country until this tragic shooting at the Republican baseball game today by a crazed leftist who had said on Facebook and Twitter and other publications, I'm going out to bring down Trump. In fact, let's put some of his quotes up on screen. There's Paul Watson articles and others. A congressional shooter recently wrote, it's time to destroy Trump and co. Here's the deal. When you have all over the country, Democrats now marching with guns, with their fingers on the trigger. It's not like us in open carry to defend the Second Amendment. We're saying hi to the cops and everybody's being safe and, you know, the guns aren't loaded and all the rest of it. We have the right for them to be, but we're not trying to have a mass shootout. We go out there, they got fingers on their triggers, and then we're coming over and hitting my reporters. You have any idea how dangerous this is? This is just in Austin a few days ago. And now we learn the shooter, a left-wing activist, obsessed with Sanders. So, well, then he ought to be mad at Hillary because Hillary stole it from him. These people are whacked out of their brains. They want a violent revolution. They want the money. They have been taught that's how they get ahead in life. And, 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 and of course, they're never going to get it. It's going to make the country, though, go into a tailspin. So this has happened in America before with Lincoln and Andrew Jackson. There were other cases. Uh, it happened uh, when, when um, President uh, Thomas Jefferson was in. And Jefferson wasn't a big military guy, but he had to use the military to stop a civil war. We've had these things before, ladies and gentlemen, but this isn't like North versus South where both sides had their beefs. This is the globalists, the communists, the George Soroses, the Saul Alinskys, the Bill Ayers running this. This is the worst kind of revolution. And so I ask you, what is the president supposed to do? We need to let the president know we're tired of being timid. My gut, I'm a father, I'm politically savvy. My gut tells me we need hundreds of people arrested today. We need thousands by the end of the week that have all said kill the president, organize this and that. If you say let's kill the president or ISIS needs to bomb the president, that CNBC, MSNBC guy should be SWAT teamed today. He should fall down the stairs, okay? These people want a war. We got to snuff this thing out before it gets out of control. This is, folks, I've studied history. I told you this was all coming, okay? I don't want to brag, but I am, I am on target like a laser-guided munition, okay? I, I'm telling you, the, the, the republic has never been in such peril. And you got China running around crazy and all the rest of this stuff and Latin America collapsing and Africa collapsing and the Middle East up in flames. The whole world is going to go into flames. It'll make World War II look like a cakewalk. We need strong leadership now. And that's why good people in our government, the American people, put Trump in. There's a civil war with patriots trying to take America back. So pray for this country. Call C-SPAN. Call the White House. Call the media. The Democrats are terrorists. They're the enemy. They called for this. And they need to all come out and say, we don't want violence. And we want people that are calling for it and organizing and arrested. Now, briefly, we're going to come back with Corsi for at least 30 more minutes. We'll be back in the fourth hour with Roger Stone. I need money. I'm in a war. I'm building another studio. I'm yeah. desperately trying to hire people. Yeah. I got the globalists trying to take our sponsors, uh, doing all sorts of other stuff, but <laughs> I'm expanding. In their well, you know, first of all, I have to say, don't you love his passion? Don't you want to be like Alex Jones when you grow up and speak from your heart like that? Anyway, I, I, <laughs> I didn't play that because I completely agree with him or concur with him which is just another way of saying the word agree in case you don't know what concur means. Um, but what I, what I will say is that he's not crazy. I mean, I think he's passionate and I think he's, you know, but to call every Democrat a terrorist and all that's ridiculous. Uh, I have very close friends that are Democrats and they're not terrorists. They're just, um, you know, they just don't know. And a lot of them don't. Right. Okay. So, but, there is a socialist Marxist faction in the Democratic Party uh, that actually, you know, is dangerous to to our republic as it stands. Um, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, you know, I just have to, to share that with you because he's passionate, but he's also true. Right. Leadership is the problem. You're exactly right. Leadership uh, is the problem uh, in the Republican Party, which is a wimpy party. Let's put it that way. I mean, the Republicans, they haven't taken the power that they currently have. Let's be honest. I mean, come on. Seriously. They're bought and paid for. Most of them are. The Repub the Democrats, same thing. They're bought and paid for. And, you know, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine who was a veteran this morning. And uh, he was talking about somebody in government. I won't say their name, but it's a Republican, actually. And he's a Republican who was telling me this. 
And he said, you know, how is it that she, this particular person, this woman, congressman, went into government uh, with this particular job and ended out coming, coming out a millionaire, right? You, you shouldn't be able to do that if you're not bought and paid for. True story, right? And the truth is, is that happens all the time. I know somebody that became uh, on the school board. When I found out how much money they were making just for sitting on the school board, I was like, dang, I want to be on the school board, you know, and that's that's the salary and that's the school board. Right. Right. You know, but anyway, um, yeah, God did put, uh, uh, I do believe that God put Trump into office, um, and both both sides are corrupt (laughs) for sure. But I do want to give you guys the latest in case you didn't know, uh, Steve Scalise is in critical condition. Uh, so he's gotten worse than when he first went in. Uh, and so, you know, we have to pray, let's pray for him. And then also, you know, there are other victims as well in here. Uh, according to uh, theguardian.com, uh, he's at George Washington University Hospital. The, the FBI has taken over investigation and, um, you know, and all this. And, of course, the guy that shot him, uh, you know, now his name is going down in history for shooting this guy. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, what would you want to be known for, people? Think about it. Would you want to be known for doing something great or something stupid and horrible? You know, Jesus actually said to the woman who is anointing him, well, actually, well, no, he actually said it to the woman when the disciples were saying, hey, you know what, this woman, all the costly perfume she just poured all over you, that could have been sold and given to the poor. And what did Jesus say? He, he, told, he basically told the disciples to shut up. Didn't, he didn't say it quite that way, but this is my paraphrased version. And then he said to the woman, what you have done right now, whenever this is spoken of in the whole world, you will be mentioned in remembrance of me because you did what was right. You worshiped me. That's basically what she was doing. That's if you're going to die for anything, that's what you need to die for, not for something stupid. Anyway, so let's pray for this guy and for this whole situation. And and let's ask the Lord to bring healing because we know that he is the God who heals. So let's do that. Lord, I am just come to you right now with all of these people that are watching us. And Father, we just lift up this whole situation to you. Uh, that's taken place in our country today. This isn't the only story where there's horrific things happening, Father, and you know that. And uh, so for today, Lord, we just want to ask that you would bring healing to Steve. I ask that you would, you would miraculously heal him so that he would be no longer in critical condition, but that you that he would be able to get up, walk, and be healed from this wound that he was given unexpectedly today. I know he didn't wake up thinking today he was going to be shot um, and we pray that you would do this for your glory and for your kingdom. Uh, Father, we also pray for the FBI and all those who are involved in any investigation. And I just ask, Lord, that you would give them all wisdom, that you would remove any of the corrupt FBI people out there who might be involved. Uh, Father, that this would become a righteous um, investigation where the truth can be um, revealed and that anybody who's trying to do anything nefarious, that, that, that they would be exposed and fall into their own trap. And I also pray, Father, for our president, uh, Donald Trump, who I know a lot of people hate. But we do pray that you would continue to protect him and give him your wisdom. Watch over him, Father, as he attempts to lead our country that is supposed to be a peaceful country. Um, and yet, Lord, there's people the, that the devil has a hold of. And Lord, you know that his role was to come to kill, steal, and destroy. But uh, the role you gave your people is to live abundantly and to to be the watch people and to be the light and the salt uh, in the world. And so we just pray that you would uh, help us all to use this example, to use this, Father, as an opportunity to share the good news of what you did so that people can be rescued from their sin and their hardness of heart and that they could come to you come to you ultimately. And Lord, we pray for the grieving now, those who have lost uh, a family member, and we ask, Father, for your comfort for them, and uh, we ask for, for conversions to you if they don't know you, and uh, Lord, that you would bring good out of this for our country. And I do pray for that, and I pray for those, Lord, who are Democrats and Republicans, both, who don't know you yet, Lord, who are serving our country, and, and they ha- they're walking in the dark. They have no clue 
what the truth is. I pray that you would open up their eyes so that they could see you standing there waiting for them to come to you. And I also pray for the Christians in our country, the ones in government that are serving you openly and boldly. I pray that you give them courage and boldness to be able to speak your truth in a loving way, in a winsome way, and that, uh, Lord, that you would continue to give those people favor so that they would be raised up like you rose up Joseph in a secular environment and used him to deliver your people. I pray that the Christians in this country uh, would be those people as well. And uh, I thank you because I know you're going to do great things and I know you already are. And we just commit this to you in Yeshua's name. Amen. And all you out there who agree with me say amen. All right. Amen. Okay. So let's see what God does. Let's see, you know, uh, let's see the Lord bring healing to Stephen and, um, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully something good will come out of this, but you know, Alex Jones, I have to say, you know, is he's on the right track. Uh, he needs to learn a little bit more about gentleness <laughs> per se, but you know what, in a way we need more people passionate about what's right. Don't we? Right. Cause, cause that's important. Yeah. All right. Also, um, I wanted to share the story with you. Do you want to bring it up bareface? I can do that. The Katy Perry one. How many of you guys know who Katy Perry is? I, we're taking a complete left turn here, just so you know. Um, because this, this is an interesting uh, story. Um, and I think it's good news. I don't know, based on what the headline says, it looks like it's good news. Ron, John Running Elk. Hi, John. Nice. I, I've never met you. So good to see you. I hope you enjoy our show. Katie is a devil worshiper. Well, I know that's what we've been told. That's uh, what we've kind of seen. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've seen. Well, let's let's look at the article. I'm still waiting for the Christian Post to flip over. But isn't there a video in there? Uh, there, I don't know what it's of. Yeah, okay. So let's just look at, you just want to put up the article? Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, there did. it is. All right, listen to this, okay? Um, it says here that um, she breaks down in therapy uh, talks talks God saving her from suicide and and her also Christian upbringings. Listen to this. The singer Katy Perry launched a marathon weekend of live stream events starting Friday with the release with the release of her new album Witness. Whoever edited this did a poor job. Anyway, I don't think it was edited. Yeah, I don't think it was a stream kind of, of consciousness typing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so her new album is called Witness, and during a live therapy session on Saturday, she tearfully talked about her Christian upbringing, feeling ashamed of having uh, had suicidal thoughts in the past and God's grace helping her through. During her session with uh, Siri Singh from the Vice Land series, The Therapist, I guess I have no clue what that is, to be honest, uh, Perry opened up about her struggles with her public persona as Katy Perry and who she really is. Catherine Hudson, her birth name. She claimed that she was living under the crazy microscope, and because of it, it always challenged to be her authentic self. I so badly wanted to be Catherine Hudson that I don't even want to look like Katy Perry anymore sometimes, and like that is a little bit of why I cut my hair, because I really want to be my authentic self, she explained. Perry removed her colorful locks and is now sporting a new short blonde hairstyle. During the revealing sit-down, she said she and her parents, who are traveling Pentecostal ministers, are currently in therapy together. She teared up when recalling that she was shielded from a lot in her childhood because of her religious upbringing. But Perry also expressed that she is happy to get to really know her parents now because of the therapy. I didn't really hear them, and I'm trying to listen for that more and hold a space and have compassion for them and love them in an authentic way because it wasn't always easy because we have very different viewpoints. Now we agree to disagree in a loving space, Perry said. She also talked about a low point in her life after she split with her ex-husband, Russell Brand, and battled thoughts of suicide. She admitted channeling her feelings into her 2013 song, By the Grace of God, which talks about God intervening. I feel ashamed that I would have those thoughts, feel that low and that depressed. She continued, I wrote that song by the grace of God because I do believe in something much bigger than me, and I call that God for me. I get to live this wonderful life, and I've been given this gift. I know that God has his hand on me, 
And I know sometimes I go through things and they're just too intense and I can't handle them. And then he swoops in and he shows me that it's his grace and brings me through it. The mega pop star has been live streaming her life since Friday and is sharing herself with the entire internet world. In some of her videos, Perry is seen doing yoga, which I wouldn't recommend, by the way, but anyway, hosting dinner parties, sleeping, cooking, applying makeup, and singing. In another interview, since the release of the album, Perry also talked to RuPaul about her faith and revealed that she prays and talks to God all the time. According to E! Online, she opened up about speaking in tongues, experiencing it for herself and what it is. I haven't done it for a long time, and I'm not going to show everyone now, she said. I would say it would be just like a Christian's version of chanting. That's interesting. Although Perry often talks openly about resenting her upbringing, her weekend live stream is trying to start newly, and although she and her parents agreed to disagree, she maintained that they gave her integrity and character, and I appreciate all of that. Is that the end of it? I think that's it. Yeah. So, uh, so that's interesting. I, uh, I saw that, and um, I know a lot of people would be judgmental and, and criticize her because that's what a lot of people like to do, even though they don't know her personally. Um, but it is interesting. I mean, you know, being brought up in a Christian home is, is interesting to me that she would resent that. Um, I think as somebody who wasn't brought up in a Christian home, I, I go – Okay, well, that's sad that you that you resent it. But the reason I bring this up, though, is because, you know, despite what she might believe, she's young. Okay, how many of you used to be young? I'm going to raise my hand. I'm young. I'm still young, kind of, compared, c- comparatively. He needs to go out. Okay, all right. That's okay. I can hold it. Our dog needs to go out because he has to go to the bathroom, people. But anyway, how many of you used to be young, right? If you were born naked as a baby, you were young, right? And she is. She's young. She is like a a baby, right? I mean, comparatively, like, what, is she even 30? I don't even know how old she is. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, even if she still holds to these other views, what this tells me, and I know Summer said that she's a double talker, you know, but who among us hasn't double talked at some point, right, Summer? Um, you know, even if she is a double talker, at least she's sensitive to spiritual things. And to me, this this is this offers some hope, right? I mean, the hope here is that you know she, you know, God's word doesn't return void. In Isaiah fifty five eleven, it says that God's word will not return void; it will accomplish what I have sent it forth to do, right? And God will redeem her. And and hopefully her parents are on the, you know, are continuing to pray for her. I mean, they'd be bad parents if they weren't, in my opinion. But, but you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. So there is hope that she can come back to the Lord. And let's hope that, you know, that this is actually uh, a good thing. Yeah, Vicki, isn't that great? You know, I mean, hey, never give up on anybody, right? You know, my mom was probably, she. I, you know, I was, I was praying recently and I asked the Lord to pass on a message to my mother because I, I don't pray to dead people. <laughs> I pray to God and say, hey, God, you know, yeah, I know mom's up there. Would you say hi to her for me? You know, um, but I, I told, I asked the Lord to, to tell my mother that, you know, everything that, you know, my my mom did, I I shared with her literally on her deathbed that I would share her story. And that was that she was actually, my mom was raised in a Christian home, okay? She fell away big time, like massively, right? I never knew my grandparents, so I didn't have that influence. I was raised in a non-Christian home. Well, my mom, I prayed for her for 20 years to come to the Lord. And at the end of her life, she did. And we're talking a woman who, like, her her favorite word was the F word, right? I mean, you know what that word is, right? Okay. It's not fail, but it's the other one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, this is a woman who handed me over to be sexually abused to, you know, to my uncle and then forced me to recant, right? I mean, that's the type of mom I had. This is a woman who advised me when I was a senior and graduated from high school that I should sleep around with boys until I found the right one. Be, try before I buy. In other words, 
I mean, that was my mom. She encouraged me to drink and smoke, you know, and go with boys that did. You know? <laughs> that was my mom. But at the end of her life, she was redeemed, you know. She was completely redeemed. And I watched her, you know, change her attitude, not only about God, but towards me. She she became a defender of me. She became somebody who, um, you know, would tell everybody how great I was as her daughter. Of course, I was taking care of her, so that probably helped. Um, but, you know, and, and me, I was a skeptic. Was she really saved? Did, you know, did that really happen? And the truth is, is it did happen. So, look, if my mom could get saved, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if my mom could get saved, anybody can get saved. And if Katy Perry, you know, is uh, is faking and being an actress, well, you know what? God will deal with her. But, you know, there isn't a loss of hope. And I mean, there's, there's, you can't lose hope for anybody who's unsaved. You just can't because God can bring people to him in many, many cool ways. You know, just saying. I just thought I'd say I just thought I'd say that because I could. Is Mr. still outdoors? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, and that is my testimony. I could testify all day long uh, about about good things. Okay. In fact, I'll tell you a testimony right now. You guys want to hear a good testimony? Okay. So you guys remember I had Tommy Norman on our show a couple like last week or the week before, and we were talking about biblical healing, right? Uh, Well, there's a woman at Pickleball who is currently going through um, some physical challenges and her her health has taken a a turn for a worse and she can't actually play Pickleball right now because she can't, she's not strong enough to do it. She's having a lot of pain. Well, I, I really felt led to pray for her, even though I didn't know she was a Christian. I can't assume everybody in Tennessee is a believer, even though they live in Tennessee, Right. I've known them for a year, never heard them talk about God. Usually when people are Christians, they talk about God and you just know. And I was telling Tommy in private, I was telling her that um, that the Lord told me to pray for her and I didn't. I was like, nope, I ain't doing it. See ya. I'm out of here. So, yeah, Miss Be Bold, Stand Up and Go with God, like totally ran and went the opposite direction like Jonah. Like, see ya. I'm out of here. And so I was telling Tommy this a couple of days ago after we did the interview and I told her, I said, I want you to know. I told her what I told her this and she, and I said, you know, and I talked about my fear because <laughs> I, you know, I admit it. I'm a chicken occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally. And anyway, and so she just encouraged me. Tommy encouraged me. She encouraged me to, to do it. And so I said, okay, next time I see this, I, I am going to, next time I see this friend of mine, I'm going to, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to, I'm going to pray for her right there on the spot. Cause that's what God wanted me to do. And and I told Tommy, I said, and when I do, I'll let you know. So it was a couple, it was last week. It was Saturday. Uh, I went to pickleball on Friday. She wasn't there. I was like, Phew, oh, I don't have to see her. That's good. You know, I don't have to go pray for her <laughs> like God told me to. And then Saturday came and she wasn't there. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then I was playing a game. I looked over and there she was. I was like, oh, no, I don't have to do this. Do I? No, don't make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> true story anyway so i uh i went i went up to her sat down and and she was talking to a friend and so i couldn't say anything and i was like okay lord give me the courage give me the courage give me the courage do it you know and then my friend got up left and then me and this lady were sitting there and i i was like so how you doing and then she's like, well, you know, I'm in pain and my leg hurts, blah, blah. And anyway, and she told, went on and on and on about her thing and, and having to have an appointment for the doctor. And, and so I said, you know, and I put my arm around her. I said, you know, um, I said, the Lord actually told me last week that I should pray for you. And I, I said, that might sound crazy, but would you mind if I actually prayed for you? Now, keep in mind, I don't know if she knows him or not because she's never made a peep about God. I have no clue. I've known her a year and, and, and no clue. And she turned to me in her Tennessee accent. She said, oh, honey, you know, I would love it. That would that would be awesome. Please, yeah, please go ahead and pray for me. So I, I was like, okay. And so I did. I laid hands on her and I prayed that God would heal her of the physical issue that's going on in her body. And um, that was Saturday. I go to pickleball on Monday and I see her husband and she's not there. 
And I went up to her husband and I said, hey, how, how's, you know, your wife doing? And he's like, oh, she's doing a lot better. You know, she's not completely healed yet, but she didn't have to take any pain medicine for this massive pain that she's been in. And not knowing, again, if he's a believer, because he's never said anything about God, I said to him, I said, did she tell you by any chance that I prayed for her? <laughs> and he said, he said, yes, and keep it up. And so I share that with you, you know, in part to confess that I'm a coward sometimes too, but also to encourage you to pray for people and to be bold and to pray for people that you might not even think are believers because even through that, they might become a follower of Christ, right? And and that is the ultimate goal in life. I don't care how many people you listen to, the ultimate real goal in life is to get people into the kingdom of God. It's not about making money. It's not about making a name for yourself. It's not about writing a book or doing painting or, you know, fixing a car. It's not about any of that. It's about making disciples and bringing people into the kingdom of God so that their heart can be changed and that they can go out and, and be a fisher of men. That's what it's about. Yesterday we had Wes Schaefer on our show. He's a salesman. He was talking about similar things. You know, if you can meet a need as a believer and, and, and witness and share to an unbeliever the grace that's been given to you, what greater testimony? People can't like go, well, your life's that. No, they can see it. They can totally see it. So don't be ashamed of the gospel because that's the power of God that will convert people and people need Christ. And this world is getting darker and darker and darker. If you don't think so, just saying, it's getting darker, darker, and darker. And and you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. What does salt and light do? Salt and light are preservatives. They show you. They give you ability to see the path, to point out things, to help nurture people. Right? If the fruit of the Spirit isn't being manifested in your life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, and the, flu- the fruit of the flesh is being more like, you know, in your spirit, then you got to go, hey, you know what? There's something going on here, and I need to get some better fruit here, right? You know what I'm saying? And I just have this analogy pop in my head, and maybe it's a bad one. But let's just pretend for, for a minute that the fruit of the Spirit could be made into jam, Right? Now, what do you do with jam? You put it in a jar, right? You, you make it, you smash it up, and then you put it in a jar, and then you take it, and you spread it on bread or whatever it is that you're eating. That's what God wants us to do with the fruits of the Spirit he gives us. He wants us to take the love that he's given us and spread it around. He wants to take the joy and spread it around, and the peace and spread it around, because people need it, right? You know, I mean, they do. Patience, how many of you need patience? (laughs) I needed it last night with my internet. You know, kindness. Kindness, you know, is the lost art. You know, how many people, like how many of you women actually have men open the door for you? Like I went to the rec center this morning to do pickleball and I intentionally stopped and didn't open the door because there was a man following me and I waited for that man. I stood there and I let that man open my door. Not because I'm helpless or a feminist, but because, you know what, he wanted to open it for me because he's a man, a a southern man, and that was an act of kindness. You know, he could have just, and, you know, there are people that actually open doors and they intentionally, like, like, (laughs) there was this one woman, I went out the door, she had her kids, she goes out the door, and and I was right behind her, and she didn't hold it, she just let it go, and I, like, almost walked in it. (laughs) 60 seconds. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so that's our show. <laughs> I don't know if it helped you, but I hope so. And I hope that you realize how much the Lord loves you and how much influence you have because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, right? I mean, he who is in you conquered death. He who is in the world comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Be a healer. Or as my friend Vicky said recently, be the Band-Aid in somebody's life, not the knife. <laughs> All right? So I'll see you later. Be bold, stand up, and go with God. Because love you.